podcast number 17. It is the week of September 18th. I'm your host, Mrs. Shipwreck. And I am your other host, Shipwreck. And it's otherwise known as the week before Halo 3 release. Yes, there's a lot of companies trying to get their games out before Halo 3 comes. It's, it's the game liquidation, I think. It's, you know, it doesn't matter where we are in development. It, we, it, it's going out today because if we wait, we're screwed, I think. Right. It's... And it's mostly stuff that's the complete, at least I've noticed, polar opposite of Halo. Yeah, it's very anti-Halo, this list of I mean, it's a lot games. of really different types of games. and We've got nearly 30 games to go through today. Right. And only two are first-person shooters. So I really do think it's all these companies trying to release games to give non-Halo players something to play in the next couple weeks. It's a lot. So we'll get started. Um, last week we missed Pixel Junk Racers, which was on the PlayStation Network, and I have to admit I didn't play this this week. Okay, you saw me play a little bit of it. This is the, looks oh, like a slot, the little, the slot, slot car, car racing car game. matchbox on the track thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not that intriguing. The you, game layout was, like, the maps, it's got the tracks over, were pretty boring. An overhead view, so it kind of reminds me of... This old Atari game where you you race from the top-down view. In the last Mario Party, Mario Party 8, there Mm -hmm. was a racing game that I hate because I die every time. And it's like slot car, like those little... Well, there's been slot car races in Mario Parties. That's kind of how it's set up. Kind of, yeah. The whole point of the game is, well, of the main mode, is that you pass cars. And as Mm -hmm. you pass cars, you you build up this multiplier type thing. Where your car gets faster and faster as you're passing cars. So, okay. and you're just trying to weave in and out. And all you're doing is with the D-pad, you're just switching the lanes. Like there's four lanes on the tracks. So you're just switching oh, between those so four lanes. Have to steer? No, there's no steering. There's just switching from the design lanes. Huh. So it, there's not that much there. It it could be kind of fun, but it's six dollars. Didn't really do it for me. No, no, I don't think we need to spend six dollars on that. I don't think you have to worry about that. Um, high stakes on the Vegas Strip Poker Edition also came out for the PlayStation Network. This was ten dollars. It's poker. Yeah, this is PlayStation Network's answer to the poker game that's on the 360. Which is I don't really even remember wood. what it's what it's called. Yeah. No, you're thinking of the uh, the backgammon and the spades and everything. Oh, that's right. Those those were all had that wood theme to yeah. them. But this one actually has uh, in-game characters, so it's not just the cards that are on the screen. You pick your little 3D character to be, but they have some really crazy graphics. Okay. There was, I think it was on Kotaku I saw, they had this picture of this girl and her neck is just, it's so weirdly shaped. It's got like this big curvature to it and it's really long and her arms kind of like off to the side and broken looking. And I think one of the posters made me chuckle. He said it looked like E.T. had eaten a woman and is wearing her as a suit. (laughs) Well, that sounds like fun. That's what everybody wants in a good poker game. So. I'm, I'm sure it's a perfectly fine poker game. Yeah. Ten dollars. Well, I'm fine sticking with PlayStation three. Yeah, I'm fine sticking with the free version that I got for Xbox Live. Um some corrections. Several, several people. You can you can list them out since you have them out. Lick, Zeng Zengairu and your ugly clone. Yeah, all three out, of them pointed yeah. out that I got it wrong that Bridget, the the nun, the nun uh, toting the yo-yo, is actually a boy and, and not, a not a nun. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a common mistake. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the first person who thought that uh, Bridget was a girl. Right. Well, and then Traslin pointed out that 
the Oblivion content in the Game of the Year edition still installs all of the bonuses to your hard drive separately, so it takes up just as much space on your hard drive as it would if you downloaded them all separate. Yeah, which makes sense because you can't fit all that content on one disc. I don't think anyone's no, one it's DVD too big. at least. Um, and KJ Auburn said that we needed some burn at the end of the show, which I really appreciate that reference to our nieces. Uh, yeah, we were both exhausted we from did. work last week, you especially. And um, at the end of the show, we were dragging. I yeah, we're sorry about we that. We recorded on a Tuesday <laughs> night, and what normally would have been a half day on Monday for me was a full day. And a full day Tuesday, which wouldn't normally be so bad, but we were down a doctor at work, so we were all kind of doing you got your pet our back own this job. Week, and I what? You got your pet back. Oh, this I week, do. Though. I have tons of pet because today was my day off, and I'm excited. And it's a four day week for me, so I'm excited. Hooray! Hooray! I like four day weeks. How do you pronounce that name? Uh, Cathelis. It's probably C. Cathelis. I'm gonna go with Cathelis. Okay. Um, had some comments about anime. Yeah, this was actually an email that I, that we received. Right. Um, that anime is a lot like saying TV or music. It's just kind of like a general term for a ton of types of genres and tastes within anime. This was his response to you saying that not liking anime was kind of like not liking country music. Right. Yeah. So... He's just saying there's a lot of different styles of anime right. out there was what his and, email was basically saying. And you saying. really don't, haven't found the style that you like. No. See, I've seen quite a bit of it because my first roommate in college was really into anime. Right. So he exposed me to quite a bit of it. And that was Eric, my first roommate in college. Oh, okay. Um, so I saw quite a varied bit of it there. And I did remember that I actually do own one anime. I own uh, Vampire Hunter D. Which I bought you, and you watched it, and you liked it. I like it okay. I See, I read the books first when they were translated into English. Right. So I read the first two mm, novels. Right. And I thought the novels were much better than the anime was. They went, The character development was made a lot more sense, and the movie seemed really choppy to me. I think if the right source material is there, sure, I'll like the anime. And he it's was just, even pointing out it's the it's the mass market stuff that they bring over here, right. and then dub with the really kitty style right, voiceovers. Right. That's what I don't like. Right. But if it's source material, like I like vampires. Right. I like stories about vampires or classic mon- monsters, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can get into Vampire Hunter D, or stuff like that. Somebody had mentioned the thread Cowboy Bebop, which I've watched a little bit of that. Right. I like that one. Big okay. Adult Swim. Yeah, I I like Cowboy Bebop. Decently enough, um, I'm not going to record well, it or. And again, it's hard when you get in the often. middle of a storyline kind of thing, and. It, yeah, that's a lot of the problems with watching hard. them on TV too. Is that you pick it up and you have no idea what's going right, on in the storyline, right? And that makes it hard to sit through something. I mean, eventually you'll figure out what's going on, but yeah. you don't. Unless, unless you're watching Dragon Ball Z, when you just pretty much turn it on and go, oh, "Okay, those two guys are going to fight the whole episode," right? And it's pretty easy to catch on to what's right. going on. Okay, so down with the ships, what we've been playing. Yeah. We've been playing Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, which you started playing first when I had actually, the whole reason why the game was out is because I asked where it was and was going to start playing it, and then you started playing it, and then I took it back, and I'm now ahead of you. (laughs) Yeah, I only played for like an hour. I played it for a couple hours this morning, and I think your characters are all level 5, and mine are all level 10, so... 
Okay, so you're about twice as far in as I yeah, am probably. Yeah, but it's, it's fun. I really like it. Um, it's similar to, what was the game, uh, the previous... The previous Mario and Luigi? Mario and Luigi, where you... Uh, that was Superstar Saga. Yeah. That was for the Game Boy Advance. Which I didn't really get into too much, and I, I don't know why. I just... I don't know. It's kind of surprising, because they're, they're similar in style, too, to the Paper Mario right. RPG games. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I think I need to look back on that one. That might be the next Mario game I go back and try and yeah. pick up. And this one, you have um, the adult Mario and Luigi, and you have the baby and Mario and Luigi. And they all have their special abilities, and you it kind of reminds me together, and... It kind of reminds me of the Zelda Four Swords yeah. mixed with Zelda Minish Cap, too, because yeah. you have small characters, and you have four characters. Right. So there's a lot of puzzle solving involved with that type of stuff. Right. But I really like it. It's a solid game. You know, it's the standard collect five parts of whatever you're collecting and you know it's good i like it you've also played super puzzle fighter which you tried to get me to play and i really have no interest in i don't know why you don't like this game really is there a reason have you ever played it i've watched you play it a bunch okay i I don't know i don't there's something about playing those type of puzzle games that needs to be calming to me like that's the whole reason why i love dr mario so much is because that music that plays over and over and over again it just kind of lulls you into like just focusing on what you're doing the same thing with hexic which you know i played hexic 2 a bunch this weekend i don't like the fighting puzzle games and when they're yelling stupid things out and the characters are well, all making see, I, comments i know and... you're a big fan of dr mario that's why i don't quite understand why you have you played dr mario though yeah but it's it's very similar to me in the two-player aspect. Right. It's not the two-player aspect that I don't like. I just don't like all the distraction and all the other okay. crap around it. Like, just put the game up there and let me play the puzzles. Okay. I'm well, just not... I... I I just played some more against the computer. I still haven't uh, been on at the same time as some CAGs, I don't think, yet. No. So, I still... I'm going to be playing it some more this week, so I'm sure I'll get online and play some people at some point. You've been playing a lot of the Call of Duty 4 beta with Wombat. Yeah, I played with Wombat, and we, we played on Sunday morning or Saturday yeah. morning, like real early in the morning, like 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning. So we were playing, it was us and just a room full of uh, of Brits. They were just cussing up a storm in uh, their English accents. It was It was fun. I'm really starting to get into this now. I still haven't even got up to all the way, even to the first cap, which they had it capped at 11, and now it's capped at... Much higher, like 20 or something. Okay. I'm still like at level 9 or 10, somewhere in there. But I'm starting to like the way that it upgrades your character when you're playing. The way that if you're proficient with a weapon or you like a certain weapon, you can go along a track that you meet certain goals. It upgrades based on what your gameplay history has been like. Yes. That's nice. And at the same time, I don't feel overmatched by the people who have played it more. Okay. Even if they have better weapons, it still seems like, sure, they're at a little bit of an advantage, but I can still go in with my standard assault rifle and be able to kill people still. Right. Um, And that's important. Right. So I think they're going to get that mix right that they need to have in there. And it seems like you get rewards more than uh, what you got in Rainbow Six, because Rainbow Six kind of does the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I think this offers you more opportunities to expand. And it makes you want to come back and play more often. So I'm looking forward to when that comes out. And when does that come out? Uh, it's later this year, like October, November time frame. Okay. This holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been playing a lot more of Bioshock, and I played some Bioshock. Yes, you played... <laughs> what was I doing that you picked up the controller and played? Um, 
I don't know. I answered the phone or something. something. And I just started playing, which worked out well for you because you've been wandering around looking for the rose for a while. And I like walked up to it. I was like, what's this? To be fair, I wasn't lost at that point. I just no, hadn't gotten back to where the rose was lost, at. But you, again, it's just your downfall is picking up those subtle things in the environment. Yeah, so I'm still working my way through that. It's and a fun game. I killed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's it's a great game, and everybody knows it's a great game by this point. But yeah, no, I, like I plan on to finish that up this week along with Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. I played a little bit more into that. I actually traded some... You get these uh, tokens that you can trade online with people on your friends list. Okay. And I traded uh, some with Eric at work. Okay. Because um, he's already beaten the game. Okay. But he sent me some tokens, and I sent him some tokens. You get the tokens kind of like achievements in okay. the game. So for taking... For scanning... Uh, creatures, you get like a token, or for okay. performing certain feats in the game. Uh, I don't know what the cats are doing. I don't know. They're off doing something. They're they jumping around be. and making noises all over the place okay. over there. Okay, sorry, but... I get distracted when the cats are off <laughs> chewing on stuff and puking. And but stuff. so, so you put up these tokens, you can trade them, and then it unlocks bonuses in the game. Okay. So I unlocked the bonus of a uh, bobblehead okay. of my me that sits on the dash of Samus's ship that she flies around. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a neat application that yeah. the online works like that, but it's still kind of a pain to put in the friend codes. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Shopping-wise, you've traded a bunch of stuff. You got yeah. some... I don't know how, but you got rid of some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, last week we talked about I sent SpongeBob off for Guzex. Right, and you had gotten... I got uh, Neo Contra back this week. Somebody in sent me that a, from Goose Egg. In Goose-X. exchange for SpongeBob. And then somebody wanted Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Mm-hmm, which we had an extra copy of that. And so I'm sending that off. And I'm also, somebody else wanted uh, that Robin Hood Defender of the Crown game that you were the, busting I mean, we on me for owning. We played it. It's not even open. It, is it not? No, it's sealed. Okay. They will, whoever well, requested it will be getting a sealed copy. I don't know about that. I, I might open it up and give it a go. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> um, so then there's been a lot of, you rented, Saturday morning, you rented Heavenly Sword. Yes. We talked about it quite a bit last episode. And we we kind of got into yeah. an argument over it. Uh, I can't remember exactly what we were arguing about, but do you I, remember? I, no, I don't okay. remember. Okay. It was something, we both had differing opinions on the demo. Well, I think we both just were disappointed, but I was still trying to give it a little bit of a chance. and. Mm-hmm. I played through it. Mm-hmm. I rented it on Saturday. I started it at about 1 o'clock. And you finished it about? Well, I, I fin- didn't finish it the next day. I, I played four and a half hours of it on Saturday. And then you played one and a half <laughs> then hours I played one Sunday and a half morning. hours on Sunday morning. And that Before was it. You, and then you played Call of Duty 4 with Lombat because you were yeah. done. Yeah. That, that's a short game. That's Six hours. And that was probably an added half hour with beating the one boss. Yeah, there was a boss that gave me a little bit of trouble uh, until I figured out that you could pretty much uh, spam the same move against most of the boss the bosses. Right. So I don't I don't know I don't think it's a spoiler if I tell what the combo is because it's a basic combo. All you do is in the power stance you just hit square 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 and then you roll out of the way. And yet I so so many people picked on me for saying it was a button masher. There's actually a point in the game. Where up on the screen it flashes to recover quickly, mash buttons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was not wrong, and I I kept sitting there watching you play it, and all I was he- all you'd hear was the 
the mashing of the buttons. And great, albeit it is a sophisticated button masher in that it's got the different stances. It's still a button masher. Yeah, it is. It and really the, is. And it and the gameplay did get repetitive. Yeah, there's... It's now, beautiful. To, to say, I really... I like the game a lot. It's a good game. It's it's a good rental. I don't, I don't think it's really worth purchasing, really. There's a little bit of replay value because you can go back. Each stage has two or three coins... Right, that you, and can you can go back and earn. try and get three out of three coins on every level. Yeah. I think you just kind of went through not really worrying about it, and you got 89 out of 130. Something around those those uh, numbers. So, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything horrible. Yeah. I, it, it's a great game. It's a decent story. It's the story beautiful. Was the, well, the cutscenes are beautiful. The the gameplay itself is, is good-looking as well. It didn't well. look so good on our TV. Yeah, it doesn't support 1080i at Right. Any form, so it downgrades it to 480p, which looks right. a little bit muddy right. uh, on my TV. But the cutscenes, I think, are setting a new bar as far as facial animations and the voice acting and the way that the characters animated in the cutscenes is right. it, it looks... it's a it's a new level for that stuff. Absolutely. Um... Um, but like you said, the gameplay fighting with Noriko is what gets a little bit repetitive. Right. There's actually sections in the game, it's basically like what I feared it was, that you go area to area, and a whole bunch of enemies comes out, come out, you defeat all the enemies, then you run to the next area. Right. There were sections in the game where I was sitting there, with my right hand, I'm sitting there hitting square, triangle, square, triangle, square, triangle. With my left hand, I have my laptop open, and I'm typing away on CAG as <laughs> I'm beating yeah. up these guys. Yeah. So the biggest thing that frustrated me, and I think, you know, going back to what we talked about last week, is that it's a good game. It's just there are so many areas that could have been awesome that are just a little disappointing. It, it feels a little bit rushed. It feels like it should have been a launch title um, because of the shortness. Right. And because there's just something missing from it. I do like the way that they use the six axis controls for the aftertouch stuff. The, right. uh the levels with Kai were, right. were pretty fun. Right, um, where you, you're steering the... You're steering her arrows right. that she shoots out of her gun. Right, which is fun. Yeah, it, it split up the variety some. And you can rush them, you know, take the arrows through flames, and then they're fire arrows and blow stuff up. It just it just felt... I don't know. I mean, it, honestly, it felt like a really long demo. I, I would agree. <laughs> there, it seemed like something that was... Like, when is the, there's when is the be, full version coming out? You know what I Heavenly mean? Sword 2 could be amazing. It seems like this is a great step forward in tech for what the PS3 is capable of. It uses the 6-axis well. It shows what kind of graphics the PS3 is, is capable of. Right. It's got a good game in there, but... It, a little rough around the edges. It's not, yeah, it's not a God of War quality. No. It, it's just not. But, but it's it, probably it the best game available game. for PS3 right now. And if it's the best you're one out play. there and you're thinking, do I buy it, rent it. Because worst case scenario, you're out $4 and you want. If you decide to buy it, then... It's definitely worth a rental. It is definitely worth the rental. I agree. Um, depth charges. We're still playing Wild Arms 4 because we both really liked it. Yeah, so we we're playing it together and... Yeah, we've... We're about 10 hours in now, I think. Yeah. If you need to know anything about this game, we described it pretty well last week. Right. But we're still enjoying it. It's pretty laid back. We're just alternating. Yeah, we really didn't have time. And there were so many games coming out this week, so we didn't feel yeah. like getting into a new uh No, and then charge. I was playing, you know, Mario. But 
But anyway. <laughs> we have we have a big contest this week though, huh? Yes, we do have a big, big contest. Did you did you um wanna talk about the prize? Yeah, well first of all, uh Cag Mocklershed. Yes. He was kind enough to uh donate the prize. And the prize is a new copy of Halo three. That's amazing. It is. Thank you so much. That is awesome. We really appreciate all these offers to provide. I like his custom user title, too. What's his custom user title? Uh, underneath his name, is says, is down with the ships. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it, too. <laughs> Thought so you would. So, you gave me the task of coming up with the contest. Yes. And so, you know, it's a bigger prize, so you're going to have to work just a slightly bit more than just guessing the number of mice um, that, that we catch, which, by the way, has been zero. Um, so what I've decided, yeah. <laughs> what difference does it make? You're acting like it's hard if we catch mice. It's not. Anyway. Sometimes um, I have to put my flip-flops on to go outside and let them loose. Oh, poor you. <laughs> Come on. Okay. So the contest is going to be that tell us about either a game that you bought because of, you know, us talking about it or something we said that, you know, you were like, oh, maybe I should pick up that game. And you were really glad you bought it and you enjoyed it, or a game that you chose not to buy because of something we said, and you ended up being really glad that you didn't buy it. So post that in the contest thread, and then we're going to randomly choose a an entry. Qualified entry, um, yes. Yes. And they will receive. since it's random, you don't have to, don't suck up, because that's not going to help. It's random. <laughs> it doesn't hurt either, though. No, it doesn't. But that's it, it's still random. Yes. And then you will receive a copy of Halo 3. Yes. Which is an awesome prize. It, it's quite exciting. I'm excited. I'm really excited. So, anyway, that contest will run from now until next... Until the next show. Next show. Okay, so on to the new releases. There are many. So if you're just now tuning into our show and this is the first time you've ever listened, we don't usually speed through them. Normally, we kind of try and give each one its a little bit of time to talk about. But this week, we're definitely going to skip through some of the ones that we don't anticipate many people caring about because there's 30. And otherwise, we'll still be doing the show next week when Halo 3 gets released, and I don't really feel like spending all week talking about these games. No, I, I've got to decide uh, where I'm going to buy Halo 3 anyways. There's and a lot of midnight launches. And if and... you're going to get the little helmet. Yeah. iPod, do you want a helmet? Do you want a helmet? Yeah, he does. Okay. <laughs> he wants Halo helmets. All right, we'll see what we can do. But <laughs> so this week, we actually grouped them together a little bit differently than we usually do. Right. We put them by platform. We're just trying it out for this week, mainly because there's so many games right. that keeping them straight and cutting down on time of telling you what system they were for. Right. We'll see how this goes. It might be our new format. It might not. But it's what we're going with this week. Okay. So we've got multi-platform games. Uh, Juice 2, Hot Import Nights. Yes. This is the sequel to Juice. Does obviously. that even make sense? Hot Import Nights? I think it's actually a series of racing in, like, real world, maybe. Oh, okay. But this is a street racing game. It's got all the standard conventions that street racing games have. You have all your your import tuner cars, which you can modify and upgrade with paint jobs and new performance parts. Okay. You've got your nitrous. You've got your 
nighttime streets with fluorescent lights. You're drifting. What is up with the cats tonight? <laughs> now we got a cat laying on the outline. <laughs> right on it. This is what would happen when I would be studying. This is why, you know, occasionally when I didn't do well, it was because there was always a cat on my notes. But, well, good luck figuring out what you're supposed to go on to next because he's 15 pounds and he covers it up nicely. <laughs> well, so Juice 2, it's coming out. I don't even think I said what it's coming out now for. No, It's DS. coming out for the DS, the PS2, and the 360 this week. Okay. For 30 40 and $60. Respectively. As far as the gameplay goes, I played the demo on the 360. It seems all right enough. I'm I'm not a big tuner racer guy. No. And now, what's the DNA system? Uh, that is actually it keeps track of how you drive. Okay. And you can save that profile and upload it, and like your friends can download that. Okay. And so they can practice racing against your profile, basically. Oh. Yeah, other games have done it in the past, but huh. it's kind of neat. Also, there's this part of the gameplay called. Spooking? Yeah, spooking. That's what it is. It's where you drive right behind another uh, racer. Okay. And when you're racing his computer. Uh, I don't know if this works in multiplayer or not. But you race right behind them. And if okay. you stay right behind them long enough, okay. they get spooked out. And so then they'll they'll wipe out and crash. Because they're concentrating on you, I guess, so much. I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'd never seen that in a racing game before. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, Um, it it looks like a decent game. It's, I don't know. Not my bag. You have that written down. Oh, well, that's just another convention that goes wrong with these street racing games. Is You have these really annoying characters that are really saying really hip phrases. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Well, if you buy it, uh, the 360 version at Best Buy, you get a free $10 gift card. So if you're into that that game, then it's there. Maybe maybe wait to see uh, what the new Need for Speed is like, and you got Project Gotham coming out pretty soon too. Okay, well, Warriors Orochi. Yes, if you have ever wondered what putting Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors together into one game was like, this is it. This is it. It's and coming out it's for just PS2. like Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors. Okay, PS2 and, and the 360, forty dollars mm-hmm. and fifty dollars respectively. It's your Dynasty Warriors game. I'm. I'm sure in the future we'll see Gundams with Dynasty and Samurai Warriors as well. You've got 77 characters to choose from. Okay. Uh, from the two series. Okay. You unlock those as you go along, just like in all of these games. Okay. Uh, there's four original storylines. The story is there's this evil serpent king, or- Orochi, okay. that has gathered the best warriors from feudal Japan and ancient China together to fight. Fight against him or... To fight each other. other? So I think it's a he needed some people to battle. Maybe I, I'm simplifying too much, but is this kind of like Marvel versus Capcom, only Dynasty Warriors versus Samurai Warriors? Yes, but these people actually existed. Well, I realize some of them, that. At least. Yes, but I same. did have that game last week that was called Seven. Ooh, now I can't remember. There were seven of them, and it was in the title. They were seven heroes or something. <laughs> seven legends. That was kin- Kendo. Yeah. Kendo was the game you're trying to think of. I know they were real people. Yes, I know. I realized. But it's your it's your hack and slash through millions of people on the screen. There's two new characters, one of them, which is Orochi. Orochi. This uh, evil serpent king. Yes. Okay. And... 
I watched some of the gameplay footage. There was one interesting new thing about this is that you have three characters that you can switch to on the fly. So you have one character out and fighting, and then you'll press a button, and that character itself will just turn to your next character. So while you're not fighting with the other characters, they're uh, regenerating their health or their stats. Oh, that's kind of nice. Um, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, it all comes down to whether you like these games or not. Well, if you do, it's $44 shipped on the 360 version from Deep Discount. That's so a pretty, that's that's a pretty good, good deal. deal. I mean, that makes it... It's nice that this is coming out at $50 to begin with on right. the 360. So. so that's everything that's multi-platform. Um, on to the PSP. Yeah, there's a couple of PSP games this week. Uh, the sequel to Coded Arms, Coded Arms Contagion. Contagion. Is coming out. Uh, if you don't know what Coded Arms is, it was a first-person shooter. Okay. Uh Shortly after the launch of the PSP, it came out and got quite a bit of hype prior to its release, and then it got it did okay, okay scores. It wasn't it, it wasn't the, PSP, the blowout title that they were hyping it yeah, up to the, be. The PSP controls wise isn't great for a first person shooter. Is the problem? They really doesn't seem like they fixed much in this one. The enemies are still really stupid. I was I was reading some reviews. I think there was an EGM that were saying that you could shoot the enemies in their backs, and they wouldn't even turn around to see who was shooting them. Oh. Well, yeah. So there's nothing new here. It's set in this virtual reality world. It's got horrible um, multiplayer. Yeah, they said it was ridiculous, like, the amount of lag. And <laughs> it just it's just broken, the multiplayer. So this doesn't sound like it's worth spending your $30 on. Probably not. The single player might be okay if you're really into the old-style corridor shooters. Not not a AAA title by any means. Well, I also had a PSP game, and that is Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Tag Force 2. And um, this is one of those... We didn't mention it at the beginning, but how many, like, what, 80% of these games that we're talking about are Konami games? Yeah, it's Konami... Like Konami decided to release everything. They must have got, like, a discount, discount shipping rate. Them and Namco Bandai... They shipped a ton of games this week. I mean, they're just... It's its a ton. So, this is one of those games from Konami that's scheduled to be released, but honestly, there's no information out there on the game. Um, the first Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Tag Force was a strategy card game, so I'm sure this game as well will be a strategy card game. But, honestly, there's no information about it, so... Whether or not it's actually coming out remains to be seen, but it's on the list, and I don't know. Everything else they they developed is coming out this week. So. Yeah, there's a lot of UGO fans out there, so, so you they'll track wanna... it down if it, right, it's out there. Right, but don't get your hopes up just in case it doesn't come out. So that's everything for the PSP, so on to the PS3. Which... Yeah, the PS3 has one game coming out this week, and that is Stuntman Ignition. Okay. Which we talked about a couple weeks ago for the 360. Right. So, so there's not much to say. It's a stuntman game. $60. Yeah, I think we've covered it. If you need to know about anything about the game, want to hear me talk about it, it was two episodes ago. <laughs> that's that's going to be an issue with a lot of these PS3 releases. They're coming two or three weeks later than the 360 releases are right now. So right. we're going to preview them. And then two weeks later, the same game's going to show up on the PS3. But it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with the systems. I mean, if the game comes out first for the PS3 and then two weeks later for the 360, we won't be talking about it for the 360. Right, right. It's just that the development time on these PS3 titles, for some it's reason, so much longer. is a little bit 
behind. Alright, so PS2. We've got a couple PS2 games coming out. Grow Lancer, Heritage of War, which is coming out with lots of fun extras. Yeah, this is a new Atlas game. Which, we love Atlas! Mm-hmm. And this one is going to be tough to find in the future. That this is going to you've got to order it. You didn't order it. Oh, I'll order it from Amazon and now tomorrow. Now we won't be able to get it. No, I'm going to order it from Amazon. Uh, I don't think you'll be able to walk into an EB and GameStop very easily and get a copy that. Well, and the reason they is haven't it's... gutted and stuck out on the on the yeah, case because it comes with a hundred page art book, a multimedia CD ROM, a keychain, two lenticular cards, and three pins. Yes, and pin. P-I-N. Yeah. S. Yeah. Pins. Not the writing kind. No. Uh, so Don't it comes with a lot, a lot of goodies. Fool anybody. Yeah, it comes with a lot of goodies, and these are these are decent RPG strategy games. The art style and the cutscenes—it's this hand-drawn anime style, okay. which looks really nice. For some reason, I don't know. I like anime style in games. It just well, could be okay. the media that I'm, I'm dealing with it in, but I like it in games. The cutscenes in this look really good. The gameplay itself, like the graphics while you're actually playing, are right. a little bit dated. Well, it is a PS2 title. Yeah, and it's a little bit dated even for a PS2 title at this point. Because this came out a couple years ago, uh, at least last year in Japan. Which is nothing. Wait until we get to the PS2 game that I preview. <laughs> okay. But if you have any interest in this game at all, I would suggest... Picking it up picking now it up before now, you can't find before it. Before later, because... The it's going to be hard games, to find with all the extras. They don't release a ton of them, and there's... Yeah. And it's got... I mean, it's an RPG. You go along, you level up. You can uh, have these... It's basically your trees that your skills go into. Right. So you can pick which path on the trees you're going to you're going to level up your character in. And there's a... Uh, kind of like a friendship aspect, too, to where how you react with the other characters Effects. will affect how they react with you and the endings that you get in the game. Well, that's fun. It's only $50 with all those extras, so... Yeah. We'll, um, we'll be picking that one up. Yeah. So, the next two games are SingStar 80s and SingStar Amped. For those of you that don't know what the SingStar games are, they're karaoke games for the PlayStation 2, obviously. Um, where the whole point of it is to sing on pitch, where you get the most points for hitting notes. But um, there's been a couple SingStar games out already, but not one that was devoted solely to the 80s, and one that's pretty much all rock songs. So um, check out the the song lists, because they're pretty good. I only mentioned a couple in my written review, but my written preview. Yeah, I looked at them. They they look like good stuff. Uh, We're not big karaoke no but it looks like fun so um those games are out there and they're actually you can buy them for 30 dollars each per game or each game is being packaged as well with two microphones which is 50 dollars for the game and two mics so and um, deep discount has a great deal on for 44 dollars shipped yeah, amped uh, with the two microphones for $44 shipped. So potentially you that's, could get both these titles and two mics for $74. So Yeah, that, I think if you like karaoke, these are good like titles. Good and, the, and the song lists are pretty good. There was uh, the 80s had Madonna and Cyndi Lauper, and the uh, rock had Nirvana, and they had Cheap Trick, and they had, had Pearl Jam. Right. It was fun. Good songs. So uh, the Pretenders, although it wasn't my favorite Pretender song. Anyway, uh, Siphon Filter Dark Mirror. 
For the PS... Wait. Yeah, this is for the PS2. Okay. You moved on to... You, you threw yeah. me because it said for a, the PSP game. Well, but... this was originally a PSP game. And now they're bringing Like they did with the Grand Theft Auto uh, PSP games, they're bringing them out for the PS2 now. Okay. Unlike the Grand Theft Auto games where they came out for $20 for the PS2, this is coming out for $40. When this, you can buy this Greatest Hits right now for, if you buy it at retail for the PSP, it's $20. I know Wombat just picked this up for 15 for his PSP. And are they, why are they still making $40? I don't understand. Ports. I don't understand I just... the price, the pricing on this at all. Because if you, well, first of all, Siphon Filter, it's a it's a good game. It got really high scores for the PSP. Right. It's your spy espionage third person shooter. Okay. A lot like the old games that were on the PS1, old right. Siphon Filter games. Right. It had a great multiplayer mode. There is no multiplayer in the PS2 version. They stripped all multiplayer out. So you don't it's not even the complete game. No, it's they, the PSP version minus the multiplayer. And the ability to sneak up behind people money. with your taser and set them on fire. You can't do that? You can't do that in the PS2 Why? version either. I, I don't get it. They didn't upgrade the graphics at all, so it still looks blocky. So, like, when you blow it up to your screen. So I, I don't understand this move at all. And if it's anything, the last Siphon Filter game that came out, Omega Strain for the PS2, dropped in price really quickly. So uh, don't don't buy this for $40. Wait until it's... I mean, in the if nothing else, bin, it... save your save your uh, twenty dollars and put it towards the new PSP, which does the video output, so you could buy the same game with more features and play, and it, play on it on your, your TV. TV with your PSP. Right. Right. Well, that sounds like fun. Uh, and there's no deals on that, so no way deals. to go. <laughs> That's a horrible move. That by is Sony. awful. Okay, moving on. We've got a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, the next one is Digimon World. Data Squad. Yes, Data Squad. Surprisingly enough, that's not a DS title, even though even though it's the acronym Squad. is DS. Uh, Which this today is the very first time it dawned on me that all those games have DS on the title. You had to explain that to me. We'll talk about why in a little bit when we get to the DS games, but yeah. I did not know that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have missed that out or missed out on. That. The fact that they, the part after the colon on a lot of DS games is, is capital D, capital S. <laughs> but this is the next Digimon World game. It's an RPG. You go around, you collect your Digimon, you upgrade them. Turn-based. It's turn-based. It's, turn it's got cel-shaded graphics. Um, I, I mean, How's it different from Pokemon? Uh, these are digital monsters. Okay. Not pocket monsters. Okay. <laughs> Just ask him. I don't know. There's Digimon fans out there. No, uh, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, I mean, I've just played my very first Pokemon game a couple months ago. So I, I think, I think they're very, very naive when it comes to these very, monsters. They're very similar. You you go around, you collect the Digimon, you evolve them okay. into better Digimon. Right. And you battle them against other Digimon. Okay. So I've never played either Pokemon or Digimon, but they sound awfully similar to me. Well, maybe I'll have to try one, and I'll tell you just and, how similar. And if I'm going to try one... Well, apparently this is based off of a new cartoon, and it's got the same voice actors from the cartoon. So that's fun. So, if you're a fan of the series, it looks like a decent game to me. $30? That's yeah. not bad. It's actually something that I would I would probably be interested in if it weren't for the Digimon license. Like, I'm sure I'd still like it okay, 
But at the same time, it's just like, uh, Digimon. I don't know why. I don't either. But You have a weird aversion, though. I do. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, moving on, this is a good segue into our DS games, because there are also two Digimon games coming out for the DS. Yes. Which Digim- is probably, if I'm going to get into Digimon, I'm going to pick up one of these. Like, I picked up Pokemon Diamond. Right. These look very similar to the PS2 game, as far as the goal. Right. You have... Digimon World Dawn and Digimon World Dusk. Oh, they're opposites. Yes, and the reason that is there was a catastrophic earthquake okay. in Digimon Land. I don't okay. know what, what the city is or whatever it is. Okay, oh but, god. And some people say it's based off the people in the Dark Land. Some people say it's based off the people in the Light Land. So one game you go through, it's from the light point of view. And one game you go through from the dark point of view. Okay. So you're going after the same story, but it's, so it's from different like, different um, perspectives. Transformers, Autobots, and Transformers, Decepticons. A little bit, but I don't know if one side is evil or the not or not. They just have the same story. You you can't oh, okay. you don't know whether the dark side is actually evil. Oh, it's okay. just there's just, just two sides. Okay. And there's four hundred different Digimon. Right. In total, and of course, since there's two there's of these, unique ones. Right. there's unique ones in each, and right. you can only get them all if you transfer between the two games. Right. So, which is exactly what happened with Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl. Oh, they they know how to milk these things. Oh yeah, thirty dollars each, no deals. Um, next on the DS, there is a game called Seven Wonders of the Ancient World that I want to say I previewed my very first time previewing, like right after Rock Solid. Ended up, you know, stepping away and getting his glamorous new job. And um, I, can't, I can't remember. I want to say that this is a it's, it's a puzzle game of some sort. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of, they look like Flash-based puzzle games right. that you would play on, like, an online site like Pogo right. or something. It's $30. If you really, really want to know more about this game, read back. Just, <laughs> just read back in the archives. Yeah, it came and, out for PSP quite a yeah. while ago. Yeah. And now it's out for DS. So, moving on. Um, There are no deals, by the way. Next, I get to talk about this game called Animate. Um, And you should should say how that's spelled. It's capital A and I. Or capital A, lowercase N-I, and then capital Capital M. Yes. Again, another game game that we don't really know. No, it's not a mating game. And maybe it is, because the character on the front looks like a bunny and a goat crossed. <laughs> I think it probably is. And, okay, so first we have to throw out that... It's a furry porn game. This game, <laughs> this game is out there, okay? Like, it's all over to be released. Like, EB and IGN and GameStop all have this game being released tomorrow. But there's no information. Like, there's no descriptions. There's nothing. So... Um, there's the cover, which, again, Goat Bunny Boy is on the cover, hatching out of an egg. I wonder if it's what, supposed to be, like, a did monster you, rancher did your pets, were Did your pets kind of like that, too? They were had the egg-shaped or whatever? I don't know, but this thing is a bunny. It's, like, a human face, bunny ears, and cloven hooves. Like... Something was getting freaky. Yeah, it's not good. So anyway, yeah, that's all I got. It's twenty dollars, and they're different breeds of animals. If somebody out there wants to buy it, if they if you see it, 18. and you just want to buy it to let us know what it is, you know, I I'll give it a whirl if I see it. But I don't even I don't I'm not even convinced it's coming out. So 
Um, the next quality game that I have to talk about for the DS is Master Jinjin's IQ Challenge. And Does it involve crossbreeding or uh, no, bestiality game, of any sort? No, it's game teasers. Stop. You're just quickly dragging our podcast into the gutter. Okay. <sighs> Master I'm, Jinjin. Pull it back out with Master Jinjin. <laughs> I don't know that I can because... You just need to look at the cover because Master Jinjin is a white guy from the seventies. Not what I was expecting. It's this is a it's a brain teaser puzzle game. I, there's a crap load of these games out for the DS. I, you Somebody's can decide, buying them. You can decide if you, if Master Jinjin needs to be part of your collection. It's twenty dollars, and there are no deals. Um, wow, I, I'm hitting a whole little slew of my games. Yeah, you are. Um, well, I previewed this one, too. Yeah, but... We double-previewed this one on accident, because I wasn't paying attention to, uh, to who was assigned what. Right. Namco Museum DS, which you've played the Namco games before. The most important thing about them is knowing what games are included. And for this one, it's Pac-Man, Galaga, Xevious, Dig Dug 2, Galaxian, Mappy... Yeah, Tower of Juraga and Pac-Man Versus, which that's the one I know because that you can play this game multiplayer up to four players with just one cart. Yes, so that and you is don't have, awesome. You don't have to plug in your GameCube and and four different no, and you can <laughs> Game play, Boy Advances you can play to play Pac-Man it. Versus. So it's twenty dollars, and that seems like a great deal to me because if you have friends with DSs, I mean that's Pac-Man versus is a lot of fun. It's that's worth the it gameplay right is one person is Pac-Man and the other three, other are, three the ghosts. are the ghosts, and that's just cool. Yeah, that's a solid game, and I'm glad twenty dollars is a steal for that. They could have charged thirty for that with Pac-Man versus on it. Oh, absolutely. The only problem is where's Miss Pac-Man? Why isn't she on this? I don't know. You know there could be an Amco Museum Volume Two. Yes, with Miss Pac-Man. And all the games that you didn't want to own. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's how those things work. Rally um, X. Moving on. My favorite title that's coming out for the DS. And I know that oh, everyone... Well, stick the original Dig Dug on there, too. Yes. Okay. Moving on. I've got to... I get to talk about Nancy Drew and the Deadly Secret of Old World Park. And there are several things about this game that make me so happy. The first one is that it is not based on that crappy tweenage movie that they came out with. Maybe we should explain that you're a huge Nancy Drew fan. I am. But they you, know that by now. Well, maybe there's some new listeners that you collect the old Nancy Drew books. Yes. And the games. The and you've played games. the PC games. And so this is, it's not the first console. Like, it's not the first uh, Your love for Nancy Drew handheld. far outreaches your love for Garfield. Yes. Shut up. Why are you... <laughs> I, I said that that Garfield game three weeks ago might not be pure crap, and you think that I'm in love with it. What, what'd you bring home today? <laughs> I brought home Garfield Holiday Classics for $5 at Target because it has Garfield Christmas, Garfield Halloween, and Garfield Thanksgiving, all of which I watched as a kid, and I only got it because someday we will have children and they will want their grubby little fingers to have DVDs to stick in. Same reason why I bought Peanuts Holiday Classics last year. Now, your work doesn't pass out those flyers that you get to check which book you want to order. What? (laughs) Those flyers you got in grade school? Yes. Where you check the book and you get Garfield at large or Garfield around the house? Weekly Reader. Weekly Readers, yes. Uh Uh-huh. Your work doesn't pass those out, do they? Does your work pass those out? I don't know. I've never seen them. But I'm just imagining you at work 
checking all the Garfield books. They're going to come up one day. Every uh, month they're going to get a new Garfield book. Seriously, I won't... You get all get your feelings all hurt because I'm making fun of the fact that you bought SpongeBob the movie for five dollars, but with the five dollar price grabber rebate, it's free. And Robin Hood, and I can go in there and pull out eighty five other titles of pure crap. And most everyone stood by me with the whole SpongeBob thing. Yeah, and you're I, making I stand fun by of me you because I buy one DVD. No, I'm not making fun of you. Yeah, I just you kind of are. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's a good DVD. I like it, though. Shut up. You do not. Okay, so can we get back to the Nancy Drew game? Yes, you've been dying to talk about it. Well, it's just that there was a Nancy Drew game for the Game Boy Advance, which you didn't buy when it first came out because you said, oh, I'll wait until it gets cheap, and then it was impossible to find. And so now, instead of having the Nancy Drew game with the box, I have it cart only, which I want the box and the instruction manual and everything, and I don't have that. So if anybody out there ever sees it, pick it up for me. But anyway, we uh, are I'll, going I'll to buy this game for tomorrow. That, yes. yes, you are. Yes, you will, because I wanted to buy it. Anyway, okay, so much like your experience with Transformers movie coming out, which everyone knows you didn't really like, and whether they agree or not, the Nancy Drew movie came out this summer, and it was completely unlike any of the books, and sh- instead of being like 18, she's 12, and she's all, you know, stupid and, I don't know, middle schoolish. Um, I'm sure it's a great, great movie for young girls. I mean, don't get me wrong. But anyway, it wasn't what I was looking for. But the game is very similar to the PC games by Her Interactive. It's not by Her, it's by Majesco, but it's a point-and-click adventure, similar to like a Broken Sword kind of thing. And it's supposed to be a really solid game, good on the DS. So that's what I had to say. It's $30, and it should be a good game. And we will be buying it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll pick it up for you tomorrow. I, I like point-and-click adventures, too. I've never played one of the Nancy Drew ones. Well, maybe you should. Maybe I should. Maybe you should read that G.I. Joe comic over there. <laughs> it's good. Okay, now, let me just <laughs> ask you something. I can name at least 25 G.I. Joes right now off the top of my head. Oh, gosh. Can you name one other character other than Nancy Drew? <laughs> I her, don't exactly think Her it's best the friend same. sounds, it's like a boy's name. <laughs> Joe? No. That's Little Woman. That's Little Woman. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. We're moving on because we don't have time for this. Original Frisbee Disc Sports Ultimate and Golf. That one's mine. That it is yours. I... This sounds great. And it's for the DS. Yes, you you they could have really skimped you here and gave given you a uh, either Ultimate Frisbee or Frisbee Golf, but you no, get no, you get two for one. <laughs> both in the same. Pre- Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm done talking about that. It's twenty dollars. Okay. <laughs> um, Sonic Rush Adventure. I never played the Sonic game. This is the sequel. I know. To Sonic Rush. Right. Which I played a little bit of it when it first came out. I never played it. We don't own it. This is one of the ones I've been meaning to pick up for a long time. Or at least the first one was. Because it goes back to the classic 2D Sonic. But you have both screens, which really works well for a Sonic game. Yeah. Because Sonic is a very vertical game to begin with. Right. You get to multiple paths. So this one picks up the same style gameplay. Okay. The majority of it is 2D side-scrolling where you're flying through the level, picking up coins. Looks really pretty. Okay. So it's uh, 2D left to right? Yes. Okay. Well, or right to left. Sonic, you right. can go both directions. Right. But, but I mean, but it's the, similar to like the traditional Sonic of the Genesis era. Yes. Very similar. 
you've got new devices. Like, it's not just the loops anymore. There's, like, right. things you can pull on and fly up in the air. Oh, yeah, it's, I remember. Okay. It's very it's very much fits into the Sonic universe. Okay. This time around, he's fighting these pirates. Sonic's fighting... Sure. What happened to Dr. Robotnik? Um, Dr. I don't... Robotnik? Yeah, it's Dr. Robotnik. Or Eggman. He goes by both. Is there a song? Now I've got the You've got Mr. Mr. Roboto <laughs> okay. by Styx in your head okay. now. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't convinced or switching there, those two. There's no sticks <laughs> in Sonic. See, there is so much pep. A little day off makes me nuts. Let's bring it down a little. It also has the same type of mix it up like the old Sonic games did. So you'd have like levels that all of a sudden are on 3D. Or okay. 3D and you're like on rails, jumping okay. between them. So they're the fun little diversions. Yeah. And no, then that's... the bo- a lot of the boss fights are go to like a 3D kind of view. And there's the ship battling aspect too, where you pick up parts, you go out and find parts, and you give them to Tails, and he builds you ships. Oh, so you can fun. have ship that's battles different. with the pirates. Now, what about the controls? Uh, the controls are mainly just with the D-pad okay. and the buttons. But then some of the 3D screen? stuff is with touchscreen. Okay. So like. There'll be like a ship mini game or whatever, and you get you're steering Sonic around the screen, okay. picking up the coins with the stylus. Okay, that makes sense. And there's two D or there's two player multiplayer. Okay. With one cart, so it's download play between. Well, that'd be good. For and us it's your standard. It's your standard Sonic where you're either racing to get to the end of the level or uh, you're going around looking for the different items within okay. a level. Um. But there's no deals on it. But getting good reviews. It's the best Sonic series you can buy right now. Well, in order to transition us from DS games to Wii, I'm going to talk about My Sims, because it's coming out for both the DS and the Wii. Although it's not the same game. Um, first off, My Sims is the first Sims title for both the Wii and the DS. Um, the difference is they don't look like your traditional Sims. I think there was actually a Sims game for the DS. Uh, I know there was Herbs and I think Sims 2 Pets. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was for the... But this is the first one that's coming out for both. Right. But the characters are very... They look like me's, honestly. A little bit more detail, but yeah. Right. They've got a very Animal Crossing... Anime-ish me's. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny you should mention Animal Crossing because in every aspect of this game, it's Animal Crossing. Well, Animal Crossing derived itself from The Sims. Right. Well, and Animal Crossing is a good game to base itself off of, so that's not a bad thing. But in in every aspect, this game is Animal Crossing meets The Sims. But they are, you know, like little childlike me's or childlike characters instead of being like the adult-looking Sims. Um... You start out and you still trap them. in a pool without a ladder. I don't know. You start. <laughs> I don't know. You start out in both of them by creating your character, and there's a ton of customization down to the accessories and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just your their hair, their hats, their clothing, everything. Oh, Wombat's gonna love this game. He loves playing dress up. Does he? Yes. Oh, Wombat, this game is for you because. That, especially on the DS version, that the DS version is very much like Animal Crossing. The difference is that in both of these games, you are put in a town that's kind of falling apart. And the town needs you to go through and fix it up. You need to do new furniture and, and fix up the stores and plan out what each of them are going to be. It's kind of like is a Tom Sim City Nook, kind of Nook thing. Tom Nook in this game? No, there's no Tom Nook. But it's very much... 
The DS version is very, very much Animal Crossing-ish. The Wii version with the Wiimote focuses a little more on physically building and planning the town than the DS version does. But um, so this got a little bit of SimCity. Yeah, yeah. Like it's light SimCity, I would guess. You're yeah. not like planning out plumbing and stuff like that. Right? No, not plumbing and stuff. But where thing like where's the shop gonna go and all that kind of stuff? And what do we do with this old building that's you know looking awful? And it's huh. I don't know. Nobody came right out and said that it's the same game for both consoles. I think it is the same game. It's just that the the controls make it a little bit different. Um, which is why the Wii version's a little more construction heavy. But, um, you know, you're walking around talking to people, making friends, just like in Animal Crossing. The the best thing about it is that if you remember in Animal Crossing, all those little side quests, like, oh, I borrowed these from Ruby. Here, take them back. And yeah. there's none of that. Okay. So there's none of those stupid little errand boy kind of side quests, which is nice. But the the biggest downfall is that the characters are a little slow moving. So if that's the biggest downfall, then... <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you know it's going to be solid. It's being put out by EA. They've got a lot of... Well, it's Maxis that develops right. all these, and every one of these is a solid game so, if you like this sort of thing. Right. So, I mean, I I think we all will be buying it, I'm guessing. I don't know right off the bat, but... I know we have a niece that wants it pretty badly, too. So. Right. And I don't know if... I don't know, like, what version you and I will buy. Probably the DS version would be my guess. You would probably play the DS version more. This really isn't... This is something that I would play for a couple of days, and but then not. I'd I'd be okay. I've yeah. seen enough. Right. So. And there's no kind of communication between the two, right? Right. Um, you can get the. That's kind of disappointing. DS version for twenty seven dollars shipped from Family Video, or you can get a free ten dollars gift card if you buy it from Target. That's not bad. No, we should try and find that at Target tomorrow. Um, you can get it, the Wii version for $46 shipped from Family Video or a free $10 gift card at Target. Two reasons to go to Target. The next game for the Wii, since we've moved on, bridged into the Wii, is a game called Anubis 2. And, man. This sounds this, this is the game that I was referring to earlier when you were talking about the PlayStation 2 game that was from about a year ago. This is an action platformer that was developed by a UK company. And it was released as a PlayStation 2 game. Now, I'm not talking about Anubis 1. I'm talking about this title, Anubis 2, was released in England for the PlayStation 2 in 2005. It is now being ported to the Wii, so you can use your Wiimote and your nunchuck to play a two-year-old last-gen game on your Wii for $20. Well, <laughs> that is that twenty dollars. Yeah. That, yep. That's mm-hmm. a price point. That is a point. I I saw that the character's name is like Mum Hotep or something like that. Yeah. No, but that's a real Egyptian. Like. Is it? Yeah. I I had no idea where that came from. I know Bubba Hotep. I know Mumra. Just move on. Um, <laughs> okay. Cosmic Family. This is another Wii game. Yes. Okay. Another Wii game. Now, Cosmic Family is Leapfrog, pretty much. Is it? This has been on the release list for a long time. Like, yeah. It, it keeps getting moved around. It's not a game that anyone that's listening to us right now probably is going to buy for themselves, but somebody might have kids. It's geared toward if you're old enough to, act, to hold 
the Wiimote, you're old enough to play this game. But it's young. I mean, it's like preschool. You're old enough to throw it to the TV. <laughs> exactly. It's preschool. It's it's animals that make noise and mini games and bright colors and matching your shapes and hand-eye coordination. And it's an early learning game. So it's not for anybody that's probably listening to this podcast. But Hopefully if you're parent, they don't have to wave the remote around. Because I know that was one of the first things I said when I got my Wii for Christmas and played it for a couple days. There's no way I'm letting a kid play this thing. Well, playing playing tennis or baseball, anything that involves swinging the arms well, around. And wildly. the thing is, like, there was. Do you remember last week? There was a bunch of these kind of like edutainment games that um, came with their own like three was, button mat. That was for the PS2. Yeah, the the so Konami that seems like Frogger a better game. idea, a mat kind of thing. But anyway, this is for the Wii. It's called Cosmic Family. It, it's a pretty looking game. It's bright, lots of colors. If you've got a young gamer out there, and you trust them with your Wii, so this is pure edu- TV. edutainment. Yeah, it's edutainment. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a game, quote, game behind it, but... All right. I didn't know what that game was. I, I expected it was a mini-game compilation of some sort. Wow, I have a lot of games. Okay, Dewey's Adventure is a Wii game that's put out by the same people that did Elibus. I liked that game. Yeah, it's it was a good game. Um... If you haven't played Elibits, you should play Elibits. It's at least a good tech demo of what a third-party company can do with the Wiimote, with the Wiimote if they actually try to apply themselves. Right. Um, Dewey is a droplet of water, and he it's he's trying to save the world because the world is drying out. This tree, it's always a big tree, it's drying out. Dewey is trying to bring the world back to life. Captain Planet-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it's global warming. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, you can kind of do like Prince Super Princess Peach moves, where you can transfer or transform Dewey into steam by, you know, getting him hot or right. freezing him, making him into ice. Um, it uses the Wiimote, not the nunchuck. Really, um, it only uses the Wiimote. Right. I did not know that. It it does support widescreen, which is kind of nice. It looks pretty good, and it got pretty good reviews. It was playable at E3, and they said it's short, and for all intents and purposes, the the story behind it is pretty simplistic and kind of young-seeming, but they all really wanted to play it. So it does seem like it skews to a younger audience, but all of the previewers said, you know, they wanted to play more, so keep an eye out for it. I mean, Elibits kind of seemed like it skewed too, but we had fun. So um, that's Dewey's Adventure. And last in my onslaught of games that were all linked together is Fishing Master. That's a great title. This is a casual, casual fishing game. You're a young boy, you're kind of anime looking, and your grandfather wants you to become the fishing master, which in order to do so, you have to go through all these fishing tournaments and win them all and gradually become fishing master. So they said it's it's really, this definitely skews to a younger audience. You catch a fish every time. Really? <laughs> Pretty much. And what differs is like if it's a big fish or a little fish, and then, you know, the fish pops up and it kind of tells you about the fish kind of thing. Um, no, I'm definitely seeing seeing a. I'm swinging the Wiimote at the screen well, to cast my line. Well, it uses the Wiimote and the nunchuck, which is even better. Like the Wiimote and. Oh, it reels it in like that. Then I is think that so, is yeah. that how? Yeah, that's kind of neat. I, which I like. It looks pretty good. It's super casual, simplistic. Downside: the graphics are horrible. How much is this coming out for? Forty dollars. 
Okay. Forty dollars for horrible graphics is too much. If it were coming out at like a twenty or thirty, maybe, but yeah, I was thinking that maybe they might slip this one in at thirty dollars. But no, forty. If you want to master fishing, it's going to cost you forty dollars. Uh, next, you have games: Mercury Meltdown Revolution. Okay, and here's another twenty dollars game for the for the Wii. But this one's actually a good value for twenty dollars. I played the original one of these on the PSP. And I played a little bit of this game on the PSP. This this was originally a PSP launch title the original game was, and then this one came out eh, probably about a year ago at least mm-hmm. for the PSP. It's a Marble Madness type game okay. where you're a small drop of mercury okay. and you have to solve puzzles by tilting the, tilti- tilting the Wiimote to get the mercury to roll. Okay. And you roll it into different colors and it paints the mercury different colors and then that's how you get to like certain switches okay. require you to be like a red ball mercury or okay. maybe there's a switch over here that's red and a switch over here that's blue you have to split your mercury into different uh pieces and color one blue and one red oh, and that opens up the door that's kind of fun yeah and there's like obstacles enemies running around that you have now to this avoid. seems like a title that they could release on the ps3 with the six axis control it would work very well as a PS3 six-axis game as well. Because they really um, haven't come out with a game like like this. I know there have been a couple for... There's nothing that's coming to me off the top of my head for <laughs> the PS3 that's, that's quite like this. But it's got a lot of game there. There's 150 levels. It's it's maybe not the most intriguing thing, but there it is... For $20, it seems like it's a solid puzzle game. It is. It, it's got good gameplay. Uh, it's, it's just not inspiring graphics-wise. or forty. Definitely. So, yeah. So, 360 has two games coming out. Blazing Angels 2 Secret Missions. Right. This is another in the series of flight combat games. Oh, this was the game that you were playing the demo of. Yeah. I just played this. pretty good. Yeah, just right before we started recording. If you like the flight combat games. The first one of these? I don't, but it looks good. Yeah, the first one of these games, I really hated. It had awful voice acting. The combat wasn't very good okay they've improved a lot in this i can see this being a viable series now my brother-in-law really likes these flying combat games right it's not a it's not a sim flight game it's a you go around lock on a stuff and shoot which they fixed the lock feature to where if you just hold down the l trigger it shows you where the next target is and so then you just have to steer over towards it oh that's nice um, the controls are very simple it only uses like four buttons you can do tactical commands of your squad with the d-pad Mm-hmm. The graphics look nice. I had a fun time with the demo. Probably wait until a lot later to pick it up. Okay. But it's got 16 players online. Could be fun. Yeah, it's coming out at 60, which is right. I mean, that's fine, but... I, I definitely recommend playing the demo at least if right. the first game turns you off to it. Okay. Because they improved a lot with this one. So the next game we have to talk about is Eternal Sonata for the 360. Uh, this is an Eastern RPG that is set inside Choban's head, the composer. Um, and it looks amazing. Yeah, this looks like probably our most wanted game this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even definitely, more than, hands down. Even more than Nancy Drew. Yeah, uh, yeah. This game looks good. It's Graphics are amazing. They're very pretty. It's got this, I guess it's self-shaded, kind of? But even It's got when, depth to it, though, I mean, that most self-shading is, doesn't. The thing is that it's not not even just the cutscenes. Like, you're wandering around, and you're looking at stuff, and it's amazing. 
And there are a couple things about this game, the gameplay itself, that are pretty darn cool. It's an RPG, but it's a combination of turn-based and uh, real-time, in that when you enter into a battle, as soon as your character moves, the clock starts, and you're attacking the enemy in real-time. So you're hitting you know, the attack button, swinging your sword and attacking them, but you have a limited amount of time. And then as soon as that time is up, it's the next person's turn. So it's a pretty cool combination, which I don't think any game's done that before. I've, I've, I thought about it for a while, and I've never played one that's done it like Neither this. Neither have I. That doesn't mean they're not out there, but um, definitely a pretty cool difference in gameplay. It lets, it lets you be a little bit more involved instead of just hitting the action button to, say, attack Yeah. or cast this spell, which you can still cast your spells. Right, but I mean, and that's what I kind of like, too, is you can cast a spell, use an item, and attack all in one turn if you need to. If you fit it within if your you time. If you can fit it in your time, which is kind of cool. It's not like in traditional turn-based RPGs where if you're dying, you have to use a... Like, I've run into this with Mario, just playing Mario today. If you're dying, you have to use a mushroom. Well, that's your turn. Okay. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. you don't get to attack. Yeah. So, I, I like that about this. Um, you're exploring Chopin's dreams, and there's a lot of light and darkness, and depending on whether or not it's light or dark or you're in the shadows, depends on how you what attacks you have available, and sometimes it'll strengthen your enemies, sometimes you'll be strengthened. Right, because the enemies, it, it, they have different uh, forms or attacks, depending on if what kind the light of or the dark. light they're in. That's kind of cool. Um, the other thing that I really liked is the one character, which you can see this on the demo, uh, has a camera and at night can take pictures. And I, I'm sure he comes, like, he's already equipped with the night camera, but I'm sure there's a day camera as well. As part of his attacks, he can take photos and the photos develop. You get graded on the photos. It's very similar to Bioshock. And you can sell the photos for money. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it adds a little bit of collectability. There's a lot of music stuff integrated into the game. It's hard to get a feel for that with just the demo. Well, I would imagine that with the setting and all the Chopin and all the characters being yeah. named after musical But then there's traits. like, you can interact with people by playing scores together. Like, as a character, you find musical scores and you have to fit which ones Right. I remember overlap. having trouble with that. Well, because in the demo, you only have one score and it doesn't fit with anybody else's, but... Um, it's kind of fun. There's a lot of really unusual gameplay, and there's, be- like I said, beautiful graphics. Definitely worth worth the $60, so it's an awesome game. Yeah. Are there any deals on it? Or... It's $55 shipped from Family Video, and you get a free faceplate if you order it from EB GameStop. Oh, one last one for the PC. We usually don't cover PC games, but World of Conflict, or World in Conflict, sorry, is coming out this week, and it looks like a major release. It's, a, it's getting. Uh, it's a real-time strategy game. It's based in an alternate reality where Russia has invaded the United States mm-hmm. in the 1980s, okay. and you are fighting to get the United States back. Oh. And the graphics look amazing for it. It's getting good reviews. I know at a later time it's coming out for the 360, I believe, at least. It is $50 normally, and Circuit City has it for $40, and that also includes a free... Heroes Under Fire DVD. I'm not okay. quite sure what that is, but okay. Um, and Fry's has it on sale for thirty nine dollars. Okay. 
So that's all for new releases. <laughs> that's enough of that's them. That's all. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, on the DL, so Super Thunderblade for the Genesis is coming out on the Wii Virtual Console. Yeah, for $8. Uh, this game is not that great. It's a helicopter arcade game Okay. where your view is you're kind of looking behind the helicopter okay. and you're shooting ahead of you at the things. Okay. So... If you know what Space Harrier plays like, it kind of has the same look to where you're moving the helicopter around the screen. Okay. And uh, shooting things that are in front of you. Okay. So it's how they did 3D in 2D, basically. Okay. Uh, But it's not that great of a game. Uh, World Class Baseball? This is a Neo Geo baseball game. Okay. The only thing I remember about this game uh, is that... It had a realistic for its time batting interface where it was kind of like bases loaded. Where I remember that title. Yeah, where they have you're behind the batter and once, but once you hit the ball, it mm-hmm. goes to this overhead view. Yeah. Where you see all the little players running right around the, the bases. and the ball yeah. is up in the air. So it, it turns from bases loaded to kind of RBI baseball after you hit the ball. Uh, $6. Is it worth 6 bucks on the Wii? I can't even tell you. I, I have a hard time paying $6. Well, I don't know. If you remember this game, then maybe you should buy it, but... That would be the only reason I would think anybody would. I actually want to buy the Yoshi Story, which is my game for the Wii. Well, we have it for N64. Well, I know, but do we have an N64 even hooked up? Not at the moment, no. Right. And is Yoshi Story even here? Not at the moment, no. Um, so Yoshi Story is the sequel to Super uh, Mario World to Yoshi's Island, which was on the Super NES... And this game was released for the Nintendo 64, so um, it's set where the whole storyline is that Bowser turns Yoshi's world into a storybook. So it's got very, like, it looks like it's been drawn with markers or, you know, crayons. It's very which colorful. Is, which a lot, that's what the Yoshi yeah. style games it's look very like. very Nintendo 64 kind of. I mean, it's a, it's a nice looking game. It's a, it's a 2D, 2D platformer. platformer. Yeah, it, it looks good. I mean. Which yeah. was a difficult sell on the N64, I think, because... The N64 was all about amazing 3D at the time. Well, and because it's because it was on the N64, it's ten dollars on the Wii, which is a lot. But I don't know. I mean, I think I would actually play it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll see what happens first. Just spending the Wii points on this or the the N64 getting hooked up. Yeah. But that's everything. Those are all the downloadable games. There's a lot of games we have interest in this week. I know. We're going to have to like budget out what <laughs> ones we're actually going to buy. Um, just reminders, dig us. We've got over 450 digs. I think we're around 12th on the Gaming and Hobbies podcast now, which Yay. is amazing for that, is amazing. that quickly. Um, thank you for sticking with us this whole episode. We know it's been a long one. Uh, check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. Yeah, we're up to 25 reviews well, on that's iTunes. That's good. Um, as always, you can get the written form on Cheap Ass Gamer. It's always a little bit different. And uh, check out the CADcast. Yeah, definitely. Cause... I don't know if they're going to have a show this week, but I'm sure Cheapy will post about that if they do. Okay. Because he's going to be busy because this is uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Game, Game show. show Week. So you'll probably get like a special Tokyo Game Show episode. Possibly. They, they might record at a weird time this week. And that's probably also why we did not talk about any Xbox Live Arcade games this week, was because they probably are going to make an announcement at Tokyo Game Show as to, what's as to what it is. And it might be something big. <gasps> it could be. It could be a surprise. 
So. And then we also want to remind everybody about the contest. Yes. So games that we suggested that you're really happy you bought or games that we said, oh, don't buy this. Don't waste your money. And you're glad you didn't buy. Post in the the proper thread. There will the be contest a contest thread, thread specific, and we will randomly choose a winner. But we'll definitely read some of them. Um, you know, I, I some people have said some things about, oh, I'm so glad I didn't buy that game, and you know that's kind of where it all came from. So, um, as always, if you have questions, you can email us at shipwrecks at cheapassgamer.com or foreplay at cheapassgamer.com, and I respond to them. I think I've yeah. responded to everyone, either emailing them back or. Through the podcast. And we've gotten a couple PMs, too. And I've gotten friend requests. Yes, you have. You get friend requests a lot. Yes. And I got my first message on the PlayStation Network after we talked yes. about it last week. That was exciting, too. Yes. Uh, who was it? Oh, I'm going to forget who it was. He, he, and you he messaged me. Back. Yeah, I did respond back. So thank you. You know who <laughs> It was you about are. Heavenly Sword. Yeah. Oh, that's going to kill me. We'll mention you next time. But again, um, thank you, Mockler Shed. Yeah, absolutely. For the Halo 3 prize. Absolutely. Like we said, check us out in the podcast forum on Cheap Ass Gamer, and that is where the contest thread will be. And we'll see you next week. Later, guys.